I thought about these two words, community and miracles. And I like both of those words. Community, I, I like community. <laughs> because community means uh, that where there is community, there are people. And I like people. I do, I like people. Uh, there, there are a lot of people that are different in this place. There's a lot of color in this church. I like that. I like the color, seriously. Um, I like the different hairstyles. <laughs> Community consists of people. And I tell you, uh, my wife brought a, a portion of scripture from the, the book of Revelations in the, in, in the first service, 11 o'clock service. And, and, and we are going to experience heaven and it's going to be full of just a beautiful mass of people. And, uh, and so community uh, is, is full of people, but I, I also like miracles. So I like that combination. Um, how, many, how, how many of you believe that we need each other? Okay, we need each other. And how many of you believe that we are better together? Better together. Say to your neighbor, I am glad you're sitting next to me today. <laughs> For all the singles ready to mingle, that was a good opportunity for you. But anyways, how many believe, not only community, but how many believe in miracles? Well, I tell you, you just set me up for this today with those songs, worship team. Um, I believe in miracles. It is impossible to believe in God Almighty and not believe in miracles. It's impossible because he is the God of miracles. He's the way maker. And I believe he's making a way in your situation today. And nothing is, I just like the statement, nothing is too hard for Jehovah. Nothing is too hard for Yahweh. There's, there's nothing too hard for our God. So I believe in miracles. Now I believe that a good functioning, healthy community of people can be a miracle. It can be a miracle. We pastor in southern Germany, in Lorach. It's as far southeast, uh, sorry, as far southwest as you can go in Germany before hitting Switzerland. And so it's a totally different area of, of Germany, but we pastor there, just uh, also a beautiful, beautiful community of believers there. And, and it's every, I think every community of Christian believers, it, 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 it's functioning well and it's healthy and they're reaching their city it's a miracle, especially in today's landscape, especially in today's society. In this point of human history, a community that functions and works well together where people actually, maybe not necessarily, can I just tell you something? You don't have to like everybody. I, I remember when I heard that for the first time. It's like, as a Christian, really? I don't have to like her? You do not have to like everybody but you have to love everybody. And that's a big, that'll set some people free right there. Because <laughs> for me, when I learned that, it was like, oh, I don't have to like that person, but I do have to love that person. And it's, it's, it's this community miracle that God, there's pockets all around the globe of healthy, functioning, vibrant communities of believers in Jesus' name, and that's a miracle. So say this together with me. Say together, together. we can be so much more. So say this, together, together. We, can so we can accomplish so much more. Say this, 
Say, we, we. is better than, better than. Me. me. We is better than me. We is better than me. A community, a miracle, a community of miracles. And, and so I'm going to read a portion of scripture. I'm going to read 12 verses all at once. Is that like, is that allowed in, in a church? It's going gonna, it's gonna to maybe it's going to take me about two minutes to read through this. Is that okay? Romans chapter 12. I tell you, I could just read these verses and I could go sit down because God's word is alive. It's sharper than two, any two-edged sword and it just speaks truth to us. And so here it is, community miracles. Romans chapter 12, verses nine to 21. Don't just pretend to love others. <laughs> really love them. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong. What? There are some wrong things in this world. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. Take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, mm -mm. but work, work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Just that spirit of entrepreneurship uh, you know, upon uh, your pastor and upon this church. Work hard, make a difference. Rejoice in our confident hope, there's hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. In case we ever forgot, <laughs> keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them on social media, but pray that God will bless them. But I have an opinion, but you don't always have to tell your opinion. Bless those, don't curse them. Be happy, verse, verse 15, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Be humble, be gracious. Don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. This is God's word, guys. This is God's word. Dear friends, never take revenge. Don't do it. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I'll take revenge, says God. I will pay them back. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you'll heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. I told you, that's a good word. That's a good word. And so I want to talk a little bit today in the time that remains about our love walk, our love walk. In today's point in history, our love walk. When did becoming, a, or when did being a Christian stop being a Christian? Christians are supposed to be nice. God help me to be nice. God, help me to be loving. <laughs> it's going to get real Christian here in the next couple minutes. 
okay? I mean, really Christian. A message that I have entitled, The Best Glue Ever. The Best Glue Ever. Have you ever used a two-component glue? Anybody? Okay, I know you've heard of Sekundenkleber, uh, 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 super glue, but there's a Zweikomponentenkleber, and uh, if, sorry if you're not German speaking, sometimes it just happens. But there's a, there's a two component glue, there it is. And as I looked at that picture before I sent it today, <laughs> I thought, those look actually like toes. Don't they look like toes? It just occurred to me as I was looking, I was like, that guy is pushing out glue out of those tubes with his toes. I don't know where that picture came from. But anyways, if you've ever used two-component glue, it is, it is awesome. It is awesome. Especially if you had a little brother and when you were growing up, it's like you could glue your little brother to the floor if you didn't like him with two-component glue. I mean, it's true. You could have. Have you ever seen these people that glue themselves to the ground? Like these activists and this and that? They probably use this kind of glue. I don't know. I don't know. But if something is in need of repair, this works. It really does. I fixed a lot of this in our household. (laughs) I have three kids. And uh, actually, our oldest just got married. And so it's just a new season for us. But... uh, uh, he's 24, I've got a 20-year-old, and I've got a 16-year-old girl at, still at home. Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, um, but, we had, you know, having three kids growing up, it's, you know, things break. And I, so it's always been my go-to. It's five component kleber, you know, this, this two-component glue just always fixes everything. But if something is broken, if something needs to be brought back together, this works. God's love the love walk in a community of miracles or a a miracle community, say it this way, it's, 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 it's miraculous, the love of God. And our society needs it so bad. Can I just remind us that the same love of God that we just read about that's possible, obviously, Paul talked to the church in Rome there and, and it was different times, but similar situations. People were being canceled. People were being canceled. The Jewish Christians were, were, were canceling the Gentile Christians. And, and, and so people were being canceled. People had different opinions and, and theological debates and, and this and that and this church and uh, look at this fault and look at this and people weren't being gracious. And so love, not the world's definition of love, but the love of God is the bonding glue necessary for community, community. And so here are the two components. If you're writing uh, notes today, here are the two components of God's love. Number one, it's unconditional. I know that a lot of us know this, but it's kind of, yeah, it's God's love is unconditional. No, it's unconditional. That means he loves us at our worst. Unconditional, these are the two components, and they always work. God's, God's love always works. It just, it, 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 always, it always works eventually. I'll get to this. But two components of God's love, unconditional, and then number two, committed. He never stops. He never stops. I'm not going to say. One thing is for sure that every one of us are going to meet somebody at some point that the glue is going to be tested. The glue is going to be tested. Could be that the person sitting next to you right now needs a little dose of the glue. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's your friend. 
Maybe a friendship is in need of repair. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's some family members. How many of you remember during the midst of, uh, midst of Corona, uh, COVID? Boy, do you remember all of that? Uh, this person felt differently about this law and this thing and about vaccinating. Do you remember all that? Woo! Man, oh man, and, and families, I mean, Aosananda, you know, it's like, you know, families were just split and, you know, uh, just dissension and strife and, and all of these different things. But where the love of God is put to the test, it will eventually work. In this world... There's going to be somebody you're going to, I already said this, I know, but somebody right now might be in the midst of a situation, and maybe it is in the family, I don't, I don't know. But the love of God is being tested. And maybe you haven't been gracious, and maybe you need to go back and read those verses that I just read in Romans chapter 12 and apply that to that situation. Community of miracles. How can we apply this bond of love? Well, number one, I'm going to bring a few points here, but let me just, you cannot run away. You can't just turn and, and, and run away from that difficult situations. Again, life might be much easier if it weren't for certain relationships, but you can't just run away. Yeah, but you don't know my colleagues at work. You don't, you don't know this brother of mine. You don't know his viewpoints. You don't, you can't turn and run from that situation. If complicated situations. But number one, we need to learn how to deal properly in conflict with others and, and apply the bond of love in situations. So number one, don't turn and run away. Don't turn and run away. Actually, the, the Bible actually tries and encourages us to do just the opposite. He does. God tells us to go to the person, not to avoid the situation, but to go to that person. Maybe this person has wronged you and you be the first to forgive. You be the first to take that step in Jesus' name. Some even avoid church because they've been disappointed. Last time I, 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 I looked at God's word, God clearly tells us not to avoid the coming together of the saints. Hebrews chapter 10 for a verse and, and reference here. Let us think of ways to, here it is, like, just great context here. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And then verse 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together. The bond of love, the glue, it works as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. And I, yeah, anyways. Yes, I know that even in the church, there are difficult situations and there are people that disappoint us, but the bond of love, it's never gonna fail. Romans 3.23, also the last time I checked, all have sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Whew. I know my past. I'm, I know my shortcomings. And so I appreciate it when people are gracious with me. I appreciate it. How many appreciate it when people are gracious with you? <laughs> They're like, they, they forgive you and your shortcomings. And, and maybe you, we have, a, we have a, a, one of, have you heard of the golden, golden regel? You know, you love others as you, know, you would, or do unto others as you would have them to do 
unto you. And we have a second golden rule in our church. And we, we always say, believe the best. Always. They probably didn't mean it that way. I'm serious. Is that naive? Sometimes being a little naive is bliss. I'm serious. Believe the best. Run to the situation. In other words, no human being is perfect. All have sinned. We've all fallen short. We've all messed up. Those that have hurt us, leaders that disappoint. But who's glad that God loved us when we were messed up in that situation, in that past, in that sin? In Jesus' name, Romans 5, God's love has been poured out into our hearts. There it is, through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, at just the right time, the glue started to work, our glue between our relationship between us and God. When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely. See, he ran towards us. Do you get that? He didn't run away. He ran towards us. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, anyone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So number one, don't run away. Number two, don't blame the glue. Don't blame the glue. What was the glue? God's love. The glue is designed to work. It will bond eventually, but sometimes it just can't. It's not the glue's fault. Yeah, but it's not working. It's not working. That's why in our text from Romans 12, it says here, Romans 12, 18, if possible, as so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. You apply the glue. You do it. We just need to be aware that sometimes the glue is not automatically going to stick. In the natural, why don't some things stick? Rust, corrosion, oil. If you try to stick something to my head right now, it probably wouldn't stick. Why? Because I massage my head daily with head oil. That's my secret. That's my secret. <laughs> but why don't things stick in the, in the natural? Sometimes old paint, oil, rust, dust. It could just mean that in relationships, things have settled over that heart. And they're not ready to be rebonded. But don't give up. Maybe there's unresolved hurt. There's old things. There's situations that have corroded. Just pray that God would sand away those layers of that heart. He'll do the same thing to you. God, prepare my heart. If there's any wicked way that David prayed this prayer, there's any, anything with on the inside of me, God, sand it away. Sand it away. Prepare the surface. Love works. It will always work. Sometimes it takes some time. Here's some practical points in my last 90 seconds. I'm just kidding. <laughs> a few more minutes. How can we prepare for the bond if there's dust in the way, if there's, if there's old paint, if there's corrosion, if there's rust? How can we prepare the, beyond, uh, the, the bond? Number one, look beyond the offense. Look beyond that offense. But, but this is what they did. So where do you look beyond to? Where, where do you... This is the offense. This is what the person did. What do you look beyond to? You look to the person. 
You know, we have to look to the person. Yeah, well, that's exactly the, the point. When do we become judge? Look beyond to the person. Don't, again, don't take it personally. We've all sinned. And this is no cheap grace message. Please understand me. I'm about to get real here. <laughs> but where we often miss it when things can begin to settle over our own hearts is, 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 is it's, it's all summed up in a word called bitterness. And the Bible tells us it, becomes, it can become a root, a root of bitterness. And what do you have to do? Have you ever tried to get rid of a tree? I mean, it is hard work getting rid of some of those roots. My parents, when I was growing up, we didn't have great family life. Well, on the surface, it looked good. On the surface, it looked good. But under the surface, my, my dad was an alcoholic. My mom, it was a bad combination. My mom, she was manic depressive. I don't know how you, manic, so she took pills all the time for, for manic depression. And as a result, my sister, when she, in her older teenage years, she became a drug addict and we had to send her away to another, I'm originally from the US, and, and had to send her away to another state, to Texas, just to get rehabilitation. I was just kind of like the lost child, the youngest, in, in the, so, so to say, in the corner. And when I went off to college, when I was about 18, 19, well, actually when I was 20, I went and ended up going to Costa Rica for a summer. Um, and long story short, it was in the middle of Spanish praise and worship in the midst of a church in San Jose, Costa Rica, uh, where God did it. It was, he, he created like this two component bond on the inside of me that began to work where he said, you, you're holding a grudge against your parents because they didn't help you develop into the young man that you needed to be to help, you know, call out those giftings and those talents and, and, that, and, that, and that purpose and this and that. And I was holding it against my parents because they were so, they were so wound up in all of their own problems. And I felt like they just kind of neglected me. And in the midst of all that worship, it went for an hour and a half, I think just an hour and a half of worship, I collapsed right where I was in the middle of worship. And God kind of operated on my heart and rebonded something that has stuck. And I was able to forgive my parents. And it was something that was supernatural. It wasn't natural. It was supernatural. And so hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. It covers over all wrongs. Number two, how can we prepare for the bond? Try and keep up with me here, sorry. But pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Now this is getting really Christian. <laughs> pray for them. You've heard the Matthew chapter, but you've heard that the law says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Mm. But Jesus said, I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. That's a community miracle when that happens. When you actually pray for those that persecute you, that hate you, haters, cancelers, pray for them. Number three, how can we prepare for that bond of love to really take effect in our relationships? Speak the truth in love. And I need to really quickly take a rabbit trail here, just real quick. Often, often, when people talk about Christian love, it's, 
it's reduced down to, to this nice passive, kumbaya, my Lord, right, right? And we just love everybody and, and we, you know, smoke. I don't know what we smoke. Yeah, I don't know. And it's just like peace and hair grease. <laughs> it's just like, right? Never succumb to this weak definition of love. Love is extremely multi-sided. It's multi-sided. There's a north side of a mountain. There's no mountains here in Berlin. <laughs> I've already determined that. But there's the north side of a mountain and there's the south side of the mountain. There's multi-sides. It's just the same thing with God's love. So peace is not, or love is not saying world peace and, and we just accept everything in everybody. I see Jesus, the Lamb of God, laying down his life for all of humanity. While at the same time, forgiving me because of my shortcomings, my sin, he hung on the cross for my sin when I wasn't lovable. But I see the same Jesus when he saw something that wasn't right, he spoke to it. He spoke to it. There's a false spirit behind this illusion of love and what people, often Christians, falsely assume that it is. It's, I call it the spirit of antichrist in our age right now. It's the spirit of antichrist that drives this humanistic embrace all and bow to all opinions just to say, I love everybody. And I'm seeing it more and more at the moment. Let's just have this sweet one world order in human harmony. Love is all-inclusive. Yes, it includes, but at the same time, love is also exclusive. God's love is unconditional, yes, but God who is love, he has a number of conditions. He shares it in his word, but he loves us and he wants to include and he wants to welcome us in. Is God being unloving when he has conditions? No, he's trying to prepare the bond. He's trying to separate us from things that will destroy our lives. Love is unconditional, but the true love, the truest form of love, God is love. There are certain conditions in order to be able to come to him. We have to repent of our sins. We have to humble ourselves. We have to understand that that was not right. This way of living was, was incorrect. It wasn't God honoring and, and, and he'll bond us to himself with this bond of love. Number four, again, back to our relationships. That was a little rabbit trail. So sorry. Number four, and I'm closing with this point. In order to, to prepare that bond for it to work, it sounds very Christian as well, but bless them. And this is not just bless them, Lord. <laughs> but it's, no, I bless them. I bless them. Father, I, I pray for them. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless them. Lord, I thank you for, for a, a, a firm foundation that they can build their lives on, God. I thank you, Father, that, that you are for them. You're not against them. Lord, I look past that fault. I look to the person in Jesus' name. I bless them in Jesus' name, just like I had to do with my parents at that point. Father, I don't understand everything. They've hurt me. They've neglected me. But Father, I bless them and the bond of love began to work. And these days I can go and I can, my parents are still alive. I can go and visit, visit them. And it's just, it's just special. It's, it's, it's amazing what the bond of love 
will do. Bless those who curse you. Luke, uh, Luke said here in Luke chapter six, pray for those who mistreat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners, come on. <laughs> Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? It's not a community of miracles. No, no, no. Even sinners do that. To bless is not just a few Christian words. It's, it's, it's going above. It's rising above the current of the world. And it's seeing how God's love, his bond, that glue that always works, it's effective in your situation and in your relationship. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what the relationship is, but in Jesus' name, let that bond of love begin to take effect. In Jesus' name. Maybe, maybe the surface hasn't been prepared yet. Do the hard work. Prepare it. Pray. Look beyond. Run towards. Forgive. Not if they forgive me. Forgive. Do the hard work. Pray. Bless. In Jesus' name. This is when community miracles can happen.